So Satipatthana establishing, placing Sati. Sati, mindfulness, which is the ability to place the attention and to listen or to sense what's being placed, where you're, where you're placing it. Yeah. It's called Vitaka Vichara. So you bring your attention. Attention is that which selects an object. Selects. Is that small or large? Selects something to focus on. Intention or chetana, that which decides where atten attention should go. Very significant, very significant. Chetana swings the mind to give attention to something. Select that. You notice this happens all day long. And often that attention is dragged by something bright, shiny, loud, stimulating. Your your, so your attention drags, pulls, and your intention follows it. Your attention is grabbed by something, grabs, sight, sound grabs, and then your chitta, that, that door swings, and then you follow it. So that's attention, intention. Whatever you give in attention to feeds into your heart, straight into your heart. Heart is like an open mouth. What you give attention to comes right in. And then it stimulates or encourages or frightens or gladdens or whatever. So that's, that's you say, that's the mechanism of, of, of the mind, of chitta. Intention swings around, attention locates something, focuses on it, drinks it in, awareness receives it. Awareness receives it, takes it in. This awareness needs to be made wise yeah. <laughs> to, under, to fully understand what's coming in, to comprehend it, fully comprehend it, what's brought in. This process called sampajana. Ajana and Panya to fully comprehend what's being taken in. But with uh, establishing Sati, right Sati, then your first thing is, is the Buddha, when he said, when you establish this, first of all, your virtue is pure and your views are straight. When your virtue is pure and your views are straight, then you establish sati. Right. Now this may be, you know, say, well, has my life, my virtue been pure all of my life? No. But now it is, because I've taken the eight precepts. Right. So stay, staying within that, your view is straight, which means you begin to understand karma, cause, effect. Your view is straight. It means you recognize, be careful what you do it's extremely significant. Where your mind goes is extremely significant. It can go somewhere that really gives you strength and capacity, or it can go somewhere that drains and, and defiles. So your view is straight. You understand the need to establish correct attention, 
and correct intention, correct chetana. Then you establish sati. Sati then supervises that. Sati is the quality that says, stay with this longer, stay longer, stay longer, stay longer, don't, or don't go there. <laughs> don't give attention to that. Give attention to this and stay a little bit longer with this so you can fully understand it. Yeah. Now this is a, uh, this is a training. Stay with a little bit longer. You fully understand. You'll understand that it, it passes. It arises and surges and passes and moves through. You understand this is skillful or unskillful. You'll notice where it's going. And you'll also notice you can be free from it for that moment. Yeah. And when you can be free from what obsesses, worries, disturbs, excites, then you're free from identifying with it. What arises in our minds is not self. It's not what we are. It's karma. And the results of karma. Yeah. It's the field of karma, of potential causes and stimulations. It's not self. So then we... we Mindfulness is the practice of just for that 10 seconds refraining so we get a better picture, better perspective. Where's this, where's this mind state going? Where does this energy go? Yeah. Worth following or not worth following? This, you say, is the, is the ongoing cultivation of sati. And something we can encourage to cultivate as soon as we wake up. Doesn't mean we're going to snap into full lotus as soon as we wake up. <laughs> so this is not just a cross-legged thing. It means once you wake up, this is the beginning of responsibility. <laughs> it means from now... You've got to take responsibility for where your jitta, where your intention is swinging. And first of all, you know, I don't know. I'm too fuzzy. I'm not clear. Well, just stop and feel what's happening in your body. Because right? now I'm really not clear about my mind. It's swinging around. Various half-formed moods, feelings, emotions, energies running around. It's a bit foggy, really. Okay, understood. Establish it on. There's a body here. Yep. Is that it says without this the deathless is lost without mindfulness of body. There's no liberation without mindfulness of body. There's no possibility to gain the strength and the resources to to overcome the compulsions and the attachments of the mind without the body. Mm. 
What does it do? Well, several things it does. But the first thing, it means it establishes a, a steady frame of reference that we can return to. Would we stand, sit, get up, bathe our face, eat a meal, walk down the street, it's there. And all the pulling out and the worrying and the fear and the agitation and the pressures are just... You've got something to gather yourself within to support you while those pulls and pushes move through and by non-following them you break their power. He said mindfulness of body is like uh, those who don't develop it's like the mind door the mind door is so flimsy so weak you throw a ball of string at it it flies open. <laughs> That's how weak it is. There's no mindfulness of body. He says, mind door is just like a very thin piece of wood. You throw a ball of string at it, it just flies open. Mara easily gets in through that. When you have mindfulness of body, it's like you've got a heavy oak door. You can bang it with your fist and it doesn't open. <laughs> it says, then Mara doesn't get in. <laughs> you've got something that, that's strong. Yeah. Yeah. Look in the Kayagati Sutta. Those the terms are used, very concrete terms. So establish this as the first place to establish sati. Establish it in, th in three ways, internally, externally, and together. Externally, that which touches the body from outside, heat, cold, pressure on the skin, you know, abrasion, touch of the feet on the floor, you know, you know, sense of the clothes weighing on your skin. Some of it harsh, some of it pleasant, some of it nothing special. Okay, I'm mindful of that. So whatever dhammas, whatever arises with that contact, and it's pleasant contact, soft caresses or it's harsh contact my mind doesn't follow it my mind does not get seized by it my mind does not fight with it my mind does not adopt it I notice this is happening to the body externally and rather than following those impressions I stay just with this body the impressions lose their power yeah where we establish it. I was having an operation a few couple of weeks ago, you know, lying on this operating table, completely conscious, lying there, all plugged up, and they're sticking needles into my body, <laughs> they're putting tubes into the body, and you're lying there. And they say, relax, I said, I am relaxed. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not worrying. I'm focusing on the energy in my feet and the energy in the palms of my hands and the fine line of energy running through the body. The rest of it's yours. <laughs> what do you want to do with it? I trust you. You can do what you like. <laughs> Poke around in it, just relax. You know, it's not mine anymore. So some of it's unpleasant.
where your mind is not shaken. Then when your mind isn't shaken, you don't get tense about physical discomfort because your mind's not shaken. The tension comes because the mind resists it and struggles with it. You don't resist it. Discomfort is outside you. It's out there. It's no longer eating you up. That's what you should do with tactile impressions. They're outside you. They're coming from outside. You can't tell the sun, don't shine. Don't be hot. (laughs) You can't tell the rain not to be wet. (laughs) Yeah. But that's that. It's not my concern. It's where you're mindful. The body externally as you move around. Sit in the soft chair, think, oh, soft chair, just really nice. Sit in a soft chair and you should relax into that nice soft chair. That's external. Don't let, it t- don't, let it, don't let it get in. Leave it out there. Think, oh, the body, I can just soften the muscles a little bit. Take a rest, but don't let it get in. Otherwise, you drift off. So pleasant, unpleasant, that's that's outside. (laughs) Internally, contemplate the body internally, internal qualities. I feel not much energy today, not much vitality today. I really don't have much vitality. I don't think I can do this. My vitality isn't very much. I'm not very strong. I feel a bit weak. It's just low vitality, that's all. You don't. You can't have. You can't have high vitality all day long. Everybody gets tired. Vitality is not constant, not permanent. It changes. So you think, oh, I can't practice because I'm not. I haven't got much vitality. Well, what are you going to be like when you're dying? <laughs> you're not going to feel full of beans when you're dying, are you? And it's important when you have low vitality. Okay, low vitality is like this. If it takes over your mind, you think, oh, I feel bad, I can't manage, I'm depressed, I'm not... Don't do that. It's though vitality is like this, internal, okay? And you have ways and means, which I'll talk about, to just help you to stay mindful when you don't have much energy, when you feel sleepy, how to stay mindful, not to let it take over. <clears throat> I've got a lot of energy, I'm feeling really bright, fantastic, I've got to do things, yes. <laughs> internal don't let it run out you know you have ways and means through breathing meditation particularly very good at moderating the internal energies of the body one of the primary practices we do <clears throat> moderate the internal energies the sleepiness and the excitement the agitation the stressing and the slumping you know, it's internal energy in the body don't let it take over your mind. Don't let it take over your intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you, you take over your intention, oh, I can't practice because my mind is so busy. I can't practice because my mind's not busy enough. <laughs> I can't practice because I'm not really fully awake. I pra- can't practice because I'm too awake. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm awake. I can't practice. 
energy is energy. Sometimes we feel a bit sick internally, just, you know, imbalanced. I feel lots of energy up in my head. I can't practice. No, you can practice. You practice moving your energy around. And we'll talk about that. Energy practices, very helpful to help the internal faculty of the body to be more comfortable. But remember, it's like any, it's, it's not guaranteed. It's a gift when it happens and we can work upon it, but all of us will feel tired, uncomfortable, imbalanced at times. You've got to not let it take over your mind. Yeah. Do this through sati. Yeah. You notice that where bodily condition arises, feeling comes in. Feeling pleasant, unpleasant. Feeling begins to attract the chitta. Second, establishment of mindfulness. Be mindful of feeling, pleasant or unpleasant, how it attracts the chitta to fight the unpleasant, to anguish over the unpleasant, to, to gorge on the pleasant, to demand more of the pleasant. Feeling is feeling. Don't let it take over. <laughs> because it's impermanent. And if you let feeling take over, it weakens the resolve of the chitta to stand free. Second foundation, second establishment. Within this very body, we can experience feeling. And we can know feelings like this because we have that firm frame of reference as a body walking, standing, reclining, sitting, holding itself. I'm aware of that. My mind is no longer captured by the, the feelings that arise. Hmm? Third establishment, establishment of chitta. This is the chitta overwhelmed with fear. This is the chitta overwhelmed with anxiety. This is the chitta flooded with passion. This is the chitta longing, craving. This is the chitta worried and doubtful. Don't let these things become sources of identity that you follow. When you're mindful of chitta, you know, this is the chitta being affected by unhelpful influences. I need to get it to stand free of those, so bring it back into the body. The body's not worried. The body's not anxious. The body's not impatient. It's here. Establish this. And the jitter then begins to be free and expands. Once the jitter is free from contaminating influences, it expands. And you can be mindful of that. This is a jitter when it's bright and shining. Okay? It's just this now. You start to think, oh, I've got it, I've got it, I'm enlightened, I'm this, I've got it, I've got it. Then you're foolish. When it's bright, it's bright. Yeah. Then you use it skillfully to cultivate the true depth of the Dhamma, which is liberation from all these effects. And this is the fourth place to establish sati around what effects are happening irritation, worry passion, excitement identification this is the we recognize that that sign of identification dangerous come back to the body body is just the body doesn't identify with anything. <laughs> it's 
just bones, it's just sitting here. So, externally, internally. Now, you know, even this is, is it takes some training because normally we experience the body through what we see. We think what we see is a body. I look around, there's lots of bodies in this room, which is true. But it's actually what, what it's lots of visual impressions of bodies. I'm seeing visual impressions of bodies. Yeah. Or I have an idea of my body. I'm a male body. I have a male body. I'm this tall. I've got this colored skin. That's a mental impression. And what does the body know? What does the body know? It knows. Solid. Earth. Yeah. Hmm. It knows a sense of there's things flowing and moving. Chest opening, belly subsiding, breathing, fluidities flowing, everything flowing together, walking, everything flowing together. It knows that. It knows heat, energy, vitality, present or absence. It knows warmth. Yeah, there's a warmth here. It knows air. It knows fire. It knows air. It knows the sense of something is always pushing through, breathing, flowing through. Who's that? <laughs> How old is that? What name does that have? Stupid question, isn't it? This is the body. This is the body that the body knows. That's when with sati, we establish that. Yeah. Knowing the body in the body is the phrase that's used. The body in terms of the body, body's experience of body. <laughs> It's uh, f how emphatic the language has to be to keep bringing this home. The body's in the body's experience of the body, not the visual experience, not the thought, not the emotional experience, it's the body's experience. And you see these four elements playing, mixing together. So it's okay, we can take sitting, or just sit. And when you take up formal training, Satipatthana, when you take up what we call meditation, really training that leads towards samadhi, your aim is to remove all distracting influences. So it becomes unified. Yeah. <clears throat> We're sitting. So we want to feel the earth, this body. Then my recommendation is as you sit, try to sit in a way whereby all the weight of your body, or as much as possible, is carried by the bones, not by the muscles. 
The muscles will always be active. Their activities, their activations, they twitch. The face is full of muscles. Yeah? It's not just the arms and legs. The whole body is, is wrapped up in muscle. And the muscle is always about holding and doing and making. Now when we sit, we switch off the face. And we bring, use the muscles just enough to bring the body into a place of stability. Which means we feel the ground beneath earth firm. We feel the spine firm. We bring the various limbs into alignment so the head is not dragging the body forward. The shoulders aren't compressing the chest. You draw the spine up so it stands like a tree. And you begin to relax your face. You don't need your fingers, your hands. You rest your hands. At any place where you feel your body is imbalanced, straining, you realize what does it need to just support through the lower back, through the firmness of the position, posture, so as much as possible of your chest, your face, sides of your body, your abdomen, feels no pressure at all. When the muscles are switched off, when the muscles are switched off, we feel a sense of relief. You feel light. All that tension of muscles released. It takes training. And the Buddha said, you sit, you know, sitting cross-legged, well, if you consider the time of the Buddha living out in the forest, they didn't have chairs, they didn't drag chairs around with them. So how else are they going to sit? <laughs> On one leg? So of course, you use the foundation of the legs as a firm base, and that's ideal. But it doesn't really matter. As long as you've got a firm base, you sit on a chair, that's fine. Main thing is you've got a firm base, you don't have to wriggle and struggle. Because you're taking the earth beneath you as your guiding sign. The earth is firm. The earth isn't moving. Rest the body on that and draw that same quality that you can sense in your chitta. How firm is that earth? Does it shake? Does it move? No. How does that feel? Okay, and then bringing my attention from there up through the spine.
particularly when you come up between the shoulder blades. Most people hunch over because that's our, our lifestyle, often involves the head tipping over into looking at things. So when you come up to a place between your shoulder blades, make the intention just to draw the, the spine close to the heart. See if the spine is moving towards the heart. So it helps to straighten this piece out. And it means your shoulders will relax. When your shoulders relax, tension releases. So you notice what you need. Bring your head so your head is balanced on top of the spine, not tilted forward. Your neck muscles will relax because you don't need the neck muscles to hold the head on. <laughs> head is just supported on the neck bones. And with samadhi, you begin to clear away things you don't need. And you feel both what's necessary uh-huh. And you become one-pointed on what's necessary. And you notice what's been abandoned. The strain, the wriggling, the discomfort. And you feel where that's been abandoned, there's, there's gradually buoyancy. Brightness begins to arise when your chest is open and your face is relaxed and your forehead's relaxed and round your eyes it's comfortable and soft yeah. and you allow a long breath to be drawn in through your belly with no hurry till it ends and released This long breath is your internal support. Because it happens once you establish the proper basis, this in breath and out breath takes no effort at all. And we're doing this for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Here, walking down the street, going home, you're breathing.
notice this uh, teaching, the whole body is needed. We need that foundation where we're sitting. We need the back, the spine. We need the muscles to be relaxed. We need the breathing to fully enter, flow in and out. Bring the, you see, you're mindful of all of that. What's needed and what's not needed and the results of giving proper attention. You're mindful of the effect of that on the entire body. Yeah. And the Buddha did not give any instruction on focusing on a particular point in the body. He said the whole body. When you walk, stand, sit, recline. Because the whole thing works together in balance and support. And it's conducive to the chitta shaking off its distractions and tension. When you practice like this, pretty immediately you'll enter into your energy. And and it will be imbalanced, probably. Sometimes you feel really sleepy or dull, or restless and agitated. Breathing is a moderator. If you can give due attention to making the out-breath long and complete and the in-breath long and complete and you hold your body in a way that supports that you'll find a way through these effects and your energy will gradually clarify and stabilize.
So friends, you've listened very well, you've listened very carefully, you've listened for a long time. Thank you for your attention. Um, I don't expect you necessarily to remember all of this, but do remember certain key points, a sense of restraint, care, and recognizing your practice continues as long as you're awake. <laughs> and you, so, but remember, when you're walking down the street, getting your car, whatever you're doing, You've got the body, you've got the hands holding the steering wheel, you've got your feet touching the ground. <laughs> you can only be where you are, you can't get home immediately. You've got to be where you are, don't let your mind rush towards the future. Yeah. Restrain it, yeah. carry it carefully, be aware of the input of what you see around you. It's not your concern. For this time, it's not your concern. Just notice the traffic lights. Yeah, please notice those. <laughs> but, <laughs> so that sense of restraint, and then you get there. You stay within your frame of reference. You go home, do your duties, what you need to do. Look after your body, look after your house. You know, do what you need to do with that sense of just doing the right thing with restraint and with care. And this way. You'll certainly develop some skillful means and some skillful behaviors. <laughs>